Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. This week on the podcast, a short story from the APS March meeting, which wrapped up last Friday in Denver, Colorado. You know, I was actually reminded of a certain Rocky Mountain delicacy while I was at the meeting because I saw this talk by a physicist who is studying bull sperm. He's looking at the moment when all these little sperm go from being very disordered to very ordered. That kind of transition is actually something that physicists have been studying for a long time. I'll let him explain more. You're listening to the Physics Central Podcast. My name is Chi Quan Tong. I'm at Cornell University. My research involved two things. One is bull sperm, the other is a phase transition. So the experiment I do is I pull bull sperm into a device, I apply a flow, and we see that um, at different flow rates, sperm undergoes a order disorder transition. You heard right. This physicist is studying sperm from male cows. The order-disorder transition that Tong is talking about is this. If you look in on a group of these bull sperm, you will normally see a disoriented group. All the sperm are pointed in different directions. But if you turn up the flow of the liquid that the sperm are in until it reaches this point that Tong calls the critical flow rate, then very suddenly all the sperm will reorient themselves so they are pointing upstream. So they go from disorder to order. An order disorder transition is kind of a more fancy way to say a phase transition. It's a very common thing in physics. You usually see in condensed matter, and now we are seeing living cells also performing this. I personally think it's a, it's a very exciting thing. One important thing about phase transition is all the phase transition, that, that they can be very different, but they all share some common, common traits. So once you figure out what kind of phase transition, you, you might be able to map a lot of information from other well-studied magnetic systems to understand our sperm system. So by finding this order-disorder phase transition, Tong is able to start to break down the sperm's motion into its most basic parts, sort of get at the mechanics of how these sperm manage to do what it is they need to do. When sperm travel up the female reproductive tract, they're swimming upstream. But why would the sperm choose to swim upstream? Isn't it easier to swim downstream? How do the sperm know that they should go upstream? Well, sperm don't have brains, so they don't know anything. And evidence suggests that the sperm don't really have senses either, so it's not like they are feeling the flow of the stream or seeing it. Previous studies have indicated that the downstream flow helps orient the sperm in the right direction. But again, something has to be driving the sperm in that direction. And Tong believes the cause is hydrodynamic. So when the fluid hits that critical flow rate, the sperm can't help but turn upstream. It's how they're built. It's in their mechanics. And after studying the movements of these little guys quite closely... Tong and his team found that the sperm have a natural chirality. Chirality is also called handedness, meaning that it's the difference between your right and left hand. Your hands are identical, except that if you point your thumbs straight up, your right hand tends to curve counterclockwise, 
and your left hand curves clockwise. So they have a different curving direction. So it looks like the sperm have a handedness, sort of a natural direction that they tend to turn. Most of them have the same handedness. There, there are a very small amount. In my case, there there are 50 this handedness and maybe three the other way. And we found that this critical flow rate is actually decided by this chiral behavior instead of something random. We, we cannot say a lot further than that right now, but... Okay. But because as we know now that this chirality is related to, the, to how they are being oriented, so the orientation is related to the chirality. When Tang and his colleagues were studying the sperm, they put them in a water-like substance, and they're now looking into how the critical flow rate might change in different fluids. Now, on the biological side, are there possible applications for this work? Tang says it's possible. So understanding this process will help us understand the fertilization process. And by, by knowing those things, we have a better chance to design, say, some contraceptive devices or to help the clinics to treat infer- infertility. It, it might be a little down, down the road, but the mechanism we are studying should contribute to those. That's it for this week's Physics Central podcast. I told you it was a short one. If you want to hear about more of the research that was presented at the APS March meeting, you can find it on our blog, physicsbuzz.physicscentral.com. As always, you can find great stuff at physicscentral.com. Thanks again to Chi Quan Tong for being on the podcast. I'm Cala Cofield. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast. <laughs>